0: Double R. I say, yeah, buddy. Rolling like a big shot, heavy tuned up like a NASCAR pit stop. Yeah, you Fresh paint job, fresh inside. It's the outside frame in the trunk wide, or the real big do it right good. Lean back right hand on the side. Clean on the outside.
1: Hello, everyone, and happy Valentine's Day for all the listeners out there. Today is Wednesday, uh, February 14th, and I'm finally joined back in the studio again. It's been a long week with my co-host, Parker Houck. Howdy ho, folks. Happy Singles Day. And Tom Winker. So long. We are back indeed. It's been a while since we talked last. I think the last time we talked was uh, was Parker and I, actually. It was
2: like right after the trade deadline, NBA trade deadline, wasn't it?
1: I believe so, but uh, tonight we got... Maybe a little quick show here we got. Uh, I'm going to ask, haven't asked Tommy since Super Bowl happened. Uh, have a little question for him. Uh, some NBA talk, uh, trade deadline stuff that's happened. Uh, new cap team that we've seen a little bit. And uh, pitchers and catchers reported. So that's good news. Yeah, baseball's back. Uh, the baseball uh, atmosphere is alive and well. Still a lot of big names. Not on teams, though. All right. Uh, I was shocked today. I told Parker before the show started that, um... Timmy uh is trying to find a team. I think he's trying out for 12 different teams this uh, spring training, so we'll see where he lands up. But, uh, but yeah, let's just kick her off right away. Um, Tom, it's been a while since we talked, uh, obviously, but um, given your thoughts uh, on the Super Bowl, how, how did you view it? Um, did you like the game? Anything you, uh, that caught your eye a little bit? Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, I mean,
0: the Super Bowl was great for, for fans. It was terrible for the game of football. I mean, it should just be called offense now because there's absolutely zero defense being played. Um, I mean, I, I'd much rather have like, seen that game if, you, if we could have like, brought the points down by about 10 just because of the integrity of, of the game, really. I mean, there's just zero defense being played. Right. And I think there's, what, one, two turnovers combined, and one of them was, I think, I thought was a pass interference on uh, New England when, when Jeffrey uh, tipped the ball up, so... And the other one to seal the game, obviously. But you know, I mean, I thought it was great to watch. I, I just wish that for football purposes, you know, we could have actually saw some defense be played.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. But I mean, golly, think about it, Tommy. The last two years, I mean, not a whole lot of defense was played in either Super Bowls. But um, I mean, I don't know. I kind I kind of like you know, I don't know. They kind they they kind of compared it to a you know, fast break offense in the NBA and basketball, just kind of going up and down the field and just scoring touchdowns. I don't know. I, I kind of enjoyed it. But, yeah, I, I could agree from a fan's perspective, you know, uh, just no defense at all. And that Eagles defense was talked about for weeks upon weeks about how great it was. And um, they just got, you know, demolished by Tom Brady, obviously, the greatest quarterback, probably play the game from what I've known it as. But, yeah, definitely uh, – a very a lopsided off uh, defensive game, a very one-sided offensive game for both squads. Um, don't really want to talk too much about it because it's over. It's been what a week, week, a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't really want to go too much about it. Um, not a whole lot has happened since then, I guess. I mean, uh, they had the parade and uh, all their guys were going nuts, but yeah, I guess like two people got stabbed
2: and an officer got assaulted. So yeah, it's pretty crazy in old Philly.
1: Not shocked
0: the one for Philadelphia, though. Yeah, I knew I mean, that
1: city was gonna go. Oh yeah, I thought, for, I thought for sure the stadium was gonna catch on fire. Gotta be. And Tom, I was talking to uh Parker a week ago about this as well. I think for the for the sports the sports world in general as we know it, I think it's great. The last you know three years we've seen we've seen teams new you know cities getting titles. Yeah, new uh, cities just breaking out and winning titles, breaking uh, records. The Cubbies. The Eagles, the Cavs, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's, I think I think as sports fans, we've gotten in a little bit, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for here? We've gotten uh, spoiled? Yeah, we've gotten spoiled the last couple of years, you know, with all these droughts ending. I think it's pretty cool to see as a sports fan. I mean,
0: I think we've been spoiled more so than the droughts ending with the quality of games that have been played. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the World Series the past two years, Game 7s. Amazing. Houston to win the uh, World Series after all the floods was outstanding. Cleveland, then uh, then Philadelphia, obviously. You know, I think the only thing that could have capped it off was, I mean, would, would have been if Atlanta would have, would have won last year.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's just uh, my little tidbit for what we, as sports fans, have been experiencing the last, you know, three or so years. I mean, it's it's been kind of cool to see all these teams. You know, even teams that haven't made the playoffs in a certain amount number of years that got into the playoffs, and a certain certain number of teams that made to the Super Bowl and maybe didn't win, but then won. But I mean, it's just been kind of interesting because you're not seeing that dynamic of uh, yes, granted you're seeing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl every year, but I mean, you're seeing you know one new team in the Super Bowl, and you know one of them won it this year, and one team didn't win it last year, but they made it there. So I mean, yeah. it seems like there's there's a new dynamic this year uh, or the last three years, but Go ahead, Tom. I,
0: I also think seeing new teams be good, yeah, is is huge. I mean, Jacksonville, like that was a nice surprise to see them become good. See them knock off somebody. I mean, like it sucks for a Parker when you're the Steelers <laughs> fan, but just like when looking at the league as a whole, the league as a whole, like you just don't want to see one team keep dominating, like the Patriots kind of have. You know what I mean? So right. I think, I think for the league, like. For the leagues it's actually better to see these teams get good because it just helps out. I mean, kinda of like the Indians with the MLB as, as well as the Houston Astros. I mean so many teams that so many people are just used to seeing, you know, the Yankees, the Dodgers and all those guys be good. Right. But and the, and, and, the
1: yeah, and the good yeah, and the good thing about that is, Tom, is they're not it's not one of those years where I'd hope not. It's like one of those where okay, they, they, they got lucky, they made it there. No, this this Eagles team's good. Uh, that that Houston Astros team is good. They're gonna probably be back in the most teams will be back in the postseason next year. So it's like this isn't just yeah. this isn't just one of those. Yeah, hopefully you say that, but it's it's like one of those. You know, it it's gonna be a a repeated thing. You know, hopefully year in and year out. Yeah, Philly's gonna get back Carson Wentz. Uh, they're gonna be the same team as they were this year, which is good for them. Um, and the Jags, depending on what they do with Blake Bortles, will probably be the same team as well. They got a good defense. Um, but yeah, it's just good. Good to see new faces. Good to see new organizations get in it. Um, but a good, a, a good question I want to ask is, what the hell is Rob, uh, Rob Gronkowski gonna do now that he's contemplating acting? Now, do we, do we think he's gonna do it?
0: No, uh, he's gonna he play football. He'll do like he'll do a LeBron James thing. He'll do a couple of cameo appearances. Where that way, when he's all done with his playing career, he can become a full time actor. But I don't think that there's any way that. He is going to stop playing When he has I mean You think about it he, he puts together Two more years He might have a Hall of Fame type career For a tight end
1: Oh yeah no doubt Yep Agreed No doubt I would I think With it'd be, all that yeah. I think I mean, What be, is, he, is
0: he 20 Like 28 isn't he
1: Yeah but, I mean the dude's got Like what 10 concussions
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean But but I think the thing is Like I think you're gonna see Is like We keep diagnosing Concussions I I feel like I feel like with how we diagnose concussions today you're gonna see like you're gonna be able to take more concussions than what you could back in the day right think about it like the equipment is a lot safer you know like even if you're just a little bit dizzy you're concussed you know I mean it's not like it was back in the day where you had guys that were blacking out on the sidelines still going up. I think he'll play two more years now when Brady hangs it up he'll probably
1: hang it up yeah I would agree there as well um just another interesting pointer in NFL news because you know there's no more football obviously anymore on Sunday's tier insert <laughs> insert tier emoji uh I saw today the Raiders had have cut ties with Janikowski after uh, 18 years I think it was yeah did they take him and like that's a big the
2: boy. second round of the draft or something like that Tom is that right uh
0: he was a fourth
2: rounder. Yeah, I I remember he was up there higher than most kickers go. Yeah, well
0: no, actually he was a second rounder because Aguayo for the Bucks, he was a second rounder as well. He just didn't really pan out. He yeah, like, he saw that yeah, worked out. He was awful. was a basket case, man.
1: But um, that's all I have for the NFL. I just wanted to get Tom your we, thoughts on Super we,
2: Bowl. We haven't talked about the Garoppolo. Oh yeah, we didn't either.
1: We did not. Uh, Jimmy G. What is a five year? The uh, most lucrative yeah, deal ever. Uh, the most craziest deal you can think of. Jimmy G got After it. After seven starts. Um, does he deserve that? Uh, does he deserve it? Hell no. After what? Playing <coughs> six games for the Niners?
2: But they say you're worth what people are willing to pay for you. So
1: True. Very true. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I don't have any problem with it. The Niners, the 49ers need a quarterback like Jimmy G. They're going to benefit from him. I, I would hope so. Um, I don't know. I think... I think he's deserving of one at this point if he, you know, we showed he could win games with a pretty crappy 49ers team. Granted, it might have been some luck down the stretch, but I mean, I really don't see any problem with it. Uh the dude's getting be a
0: steal in 5 and 3 years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just Yeah. I agree, you Tom. Think about,
0: you think about it as as time goes on, the cap, the salary cap's only going to go up. because right. people keep making money. So then, when you look at this contract three years from now, there will already be like three quarterbacks who have a richer deal than him. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah, I bet Cousins will have a richer deal by the time next season starts. I think go,
0: I think Cousins goes to Cousins goes to the Browns too. I
1: don't know. I I I've been trying to read up on it a lot, but I haven't seen as much. Uh, possibility in in Cleveland if he does go, just because I think they're set on keeping Kaiser and having him learn, but. Uh, I was reading another interesting article. It seems like, you know, out, out of all the years the Browns, you know, could do something with the number one pick. Obviously, last year was pretty evident they were going to take Miles Garrett, which was a pretty smart move on their part to not screw that one up. But if you look at the QBs they have this year, I mean, I guess, I guess, I, I guess, I'm I'm saying is when is the last time the Browns have been set up for, you know, had to have three pretty decent quarterbacks come out of the draft, and you have a favor of taking one of those three. Uh, for the first pick and maybe having him pan out and seeing some kind of... but I mean, I, I'd hate to, for them to start all over again. Instead oh, of, yeah. you can just go out and get a guy like Kirk Cousins, you know, sign him, have let him play. Um, he's not that old. He's not old yet. Uh, let him play for a couple years. Let Kaiser uh, learn his kinks or whatever you want to say it is. Um, I don't know. I think I, I just think that the Browns should do that with Kirk. I, I mean, I, I think they do have it pretty good this year with a quarterback pick, but God, I just... I don't know, because I, I think I was reading something today on the uh, the new offensive coordinator hire. Uh, he said that there's some things that they can, you know, help Kaiser out with just because, you know, he was being coached by Hugh Jackson last year. He was coaching the, you know, shittiest team in the history of sports. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, I, I honestly, Tom, to, to that for that question, I really have no idea at this point. I really don't. I get you.
2: I got it. I think the Browns are the worst team in sport like the I say team, no for the, for for
1: that for like that Browns team that's probably one of the worst Browns team I've watched. Uh, I was going to say
2: I think that Eagles team or not Eagles the oh, yeah, Lions I'll, team that didn't win right. the game is worse than that Browns team. Yeah, I'll, say, I'll right. say
1: that Browns team would have beat that Lions team, but I'm saying in Browns history that's got to be one of the most mediocre seasons I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, which the parade speaks volumes for that one in a sense as well, but see all the pissed off fans. Um <laughs> But anyway, I don't know. Anything you guys got uh wrap up NFL and football for the year? Because, I mean, this is it right here. Unless We got some more deals coming along in the future. Oh, uh, we
2: will, yeah. Playing the draft. Yeah, I love the draft. I love talking that stuff.
1: Yeah, so we'll probably have some draft talk and some probably obviously some, some signings here. I mean, uh, Kareem Hunt's getting the
2: Ezekiel Elliott
1: treatment right yeah, now. Yeah, he is, yeah.
2: Let's see how far that goes.
1: I'm just I'm still surprised like you said, Parker, that the Chiefs are just they were so adamant of moving on from Alex Smith to just go after Mahomes. After just, his
2: greatest right away. Season. I mean, I
1: just I don't know.
0: I feel like that's just a fireball offense when you gave up as much as you did to go up and get him. And then you Yeah. You know, you're gonna have him sit for two more years. I right. I mean it's just they gave up so much to move up to get Mahomes that they had to play him. Right. Unless, unless Smith won him a Super Bowl they had to move him on, move on from Alex Smith.
1: Right, I would agree, um, but also in the football in the football news, actually, I'll add this uh, before we move on. Uh, Johnny Manziel making the comeback season.
2: Yeah, I saw that. He's like in some developmental league,
0: XFL for him.
1: He uh,
2: he has like um, diagnosed bipolar. Yeah. Did you it, listen to that podcast? I did. I never and, got a chance. And to now it. he's
1: trying to. Um, Make sure Baker Mayfield follows a straight, straight yeah. in uh, north and south arrow than Johnny Manziel did, but I don't know. I, I think Baker Mayfield's uh, uh, far out of Johnny Manziel's range of uh,
2: having like a habits. Like yeah, that. I don't know.
1: That's just me. I hate to I, don't, I hate to place judgment on someone that I don't know really much about, but uh, I just think I think the comparison we between those two is you know complete opposites if you want to say. Uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield got arrested and he got that video surfaced the internet about him getting tackled by a. Police after he do just intoxicated or something like that, but
2: he did yell "f you" during a game to an opposing player. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, in a sense, the 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 theatrics are there together, but yep. I feel like the off the field stuff <laughs> is not in Baker Mayfield's uh realm of ability. But right. I don't know. We'll see what happens, and I'm curious to see where he ends up in the draft too. But but yeah, that's all I have about football. Really, I didn't really have a whole slate about that tonight.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm done.
1: But we have some big news in the um, the uh, M- NBA world, right, Parker? As, as we like to call it, the NBA, right? Is that, yeah. The, the, the big boy league? The association. The association, yes, as, as we like to call it. Um, actually, right now, as the uh, ESPN halftime update, the Clippers are playing the Celtics, and the Clippers are up 61-57 at halftime. Uh, but in bigger news, uh, the Cavs uh, got different players. I guess if you want to say uh, they got some younger guys. Uh, their team uh, age average went from 34 to 29. If that makes any difference? That's good. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's only two game, two games into the scene These this team, but I think it's it was a pretty good move by Colby Alt- Altman, the uh, the head honcho for the Cavs. I think it was a smart move. I mean, it's panned out so far. Uh, just watching the last couple games, I mean, they just play with some a uh, little bit more energy. The Ball gets moved around a lot more. Uh, still not a big fan of Tristan Thompson. He got absolutely bullied by uh, Stephen Adams last night. But yeah. Stephen Adams pretty much bullies anybody that's standing in front of him. Um, I was talking to someone last night. There's definitely a possibility Stephen Adams has murdered somebody in his, in his lifetime. Yeah, he's he's scary.
2: I think if they put him in a different situation, he could be a guy that averages like 18 and 10. Yeah. Um, I
1: love I love Stephen Adams. But, yeah, I mean, if you just look at this new look Cavs team, I guess everyone's uh, hype on them. But what I look, as and look at it as, and I, I heard this morning on first take, Nick Wright was not on first take this morning, FYI. Oh, my God. <laughs> but um, he said it would be interesting to see what this cal- well, how this Cavs team looks 30 games in their season. Because, I, obviously, at some point, this team's going to face some adversity. Um, someone's probably going to get dinged up along the way. They're probably not going to play their best basketball one night, and everyone's going to be questioning it the next day. But, I mean... Yeah. What's gonna happen when the honeymoon's over? Yeah, and that, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm alluding at here. It's, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where, okay, well, it looks good now, it looks good on paper, but you know, a month from now, if it looks like crap, what are we gonna say? You know, I mean, I do, I do believe that the trades have benefited the Cavs in a majority of ways. It was did not work, did not work. Uh, I was a believer that it would, but I'm glad I was wrong. Um, he just did not work out in the locker room, on the court. Just wasn't the same IT that we've seen the last uh, year or two. Uh, didn't have that extra step. I mean, he just didn't really. Yeah, he, he just really didn't play well with that team. A Big, big uh, cancer in the locker room. And even Jay Crowder, too, What of the other things I've read. He wasn't, uh, you know, one of those lovey-dovey, high-five guys, you know, getting energetic about. But, I don't know, I'm just glad they kind of moved on from it. Um, I think the big thing is they kept their pick, too, so.
0: Yeah. Well. I, I always watch part part of the interruption whenever I get home from work. I love listen to Kornheiser and Wilbon, and they were talking about a couple things. One, it they're like like what gives it the uh, like you know the right to you know tell the Lakers I'm not coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean if you think about it, he had one good year in Boston, and Boston realized he's not a max player. Like where you're gonna see him go get his max money? Is he's gonna go sign with the Sacramento Kings, like George Hill did. Oh, he's was not going to pay gonna get higher do. than anybody else. And like, like that guy is a sixth man. He doesn't play any defense. He comes off the bench and he scores. Yeah, he's exactly what they need from from Isaiah Thomas.
1: It right now in his career, he's playing for a contract.
2: Yeah, he's not gonna <clears> get that max money. There's no way he'll get a mid level exception. I bet and try to. He'll probably be a year or two, and then try to work his way back up to get that max level. But it ain't happening this off season, I bet.
0: I mean, I don't think, he, I don't think, I think this proves that he's not a max player.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: I, mean, I think what will happen is he'll come off the bench in LA. There'll be a ton of shots. They want to be bad. They'll play him. He'll score. You know, he'll average like 18 with the Lakers. Some team out there will be like, well, we really need a point guard. They, they'll take him. You know, sign for a two-year, like, fit 45 million dollar deal or something like that. And He'll get paid, but the dude just—I I don't think you win a championship with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah.
1: The dude can't, yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that as well, Tom. I mean, even if you look at you look at the guys that you know the Cavs got now with Clarkson and George Hill uh, playing the point guard. I mean, the size they have difference on. I mean, on defense, I mean, it's like night and day. It's just like those are guys you want guarding point guards like Russell Westbrook last night. I mean, it's just—it's honestly, it is a mismatch nightmare for any team he's on because, like you said, he cannot play defense. And I think the big thing you said there, Tom, is—you know, I, Isaiah Thomas is just not a guy you just are gonna win a championship with as playing as your starting point guard. i, I think the the move that'll that'll
0: show up the most dividends in the playoffs is gonna be Rodney Hood. The dude can just—if he gets hot, it's 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 done.
1: Yeah, he he can, he, and he has shown that uh, what I've seen. Even when he played with the Jazz, the dude can absolutely shoot. And he's not the good thing is about that him is as he's not afraid to shoot it either. I mean, he will he will take his shots, which is good. Um, obviously, it's good to see now that you know JR, a guy that's supposed to be making threes every night in and night out, he's making threes now. But I think I think the biggest piece that gets overlooked in this whole trade is um, Rodney Hood because of the way he can just shoot and he's. Uh, Oh, I, I just think he's a—he's just a great scorer when he has the ball. When he on a, a catch and shoot, I mean, he's—he's he's good at that, and he showed it to you know guys on the Cavs organization and even even when he played for the Jazz. Um, um I got two
0: things. One, like I saw on Twitter that Rodney Hood's like Twitter followers, once he got traded from Utah to Cleveland, jumped like thirteen to fourteen thousand know, down like the twenties.
1: It, it was all those—it uh, was all those Cleveland fans.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like nobody knew about him in Utah. Like they're like, what, like. And then number two, one thing with now that once we're heading into the All-Star break, um, Wilbon was talking about this a lot. He's like, we're seeing teams fade that are normally towards the top, like the Celtics and things like that. And he actually pointed to previous teams. He pointed to um, all these previous teams that they've been leading the division, like the Warriors, how they're starting to crash. Like, Everyone's been chasing them for so long that they just fade towards the stretch. And once they get that break, they come back and they start playing like really good basketball. I think he alluded to like, the past. Like, the Cavs last year kind of hit that stretch before the All-Star break. And the Warriors have hit it every year that um, since they've been good. And I thought that that was just kind of interesting because people are making such a big deal. Like, the Rockets are coming and everything. And he just kept saying, no, Like history will tell us that. You know the
1: Warriors are going to play better after the break, right? Yeah, and I, I know Park, you could probably speak on it too. If you're a Warriors fan, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a Warriors fan, and I'm not at all concerned about Steve Kerr and the Warriors at this point. I mean, heck, what
2: was it last night or two nights ago? He had Iguadala writing up plays yeah. in the huddle for the mm-hmm. team. Granted, that was against the Suns,
1: which I mean, it, it's 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 a. <coughs> It's a players league. I mean, you know, it's not I,
0: I, I like Tyrone Lou's comments, so Did you guys see, hear those? Uh uh-uh. uh. He's like, There's no way I'm giving the clipboard to LeBron.
1: Huh. Yeah, that 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 that's a joke because he's been giving the clipboard to LeBron the last three years. Get get real, Ty Lou. Come on now. <laughs> you don't coach. Gee, that that that's ridiculous. I mean, Ty Lu puts yes. up a front, and everyone believes the, the shit that comes out of his mouth, but it's it's honestly I, I, I ridiculous.
0: Still it's, I still just think it's funny where people are, like, praising Colby Altman for, you know, everything that he did, that he's done with, like, he revamped the roster and all that. It's like, you already know that he was talking to LeBron with all of these. Like, LeBron, who do you want? Um, yeah. I don't
1: know. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far because I think I, – I, I don't know. I know I read a lot of stuff, but uh, at one point, I mean, they – they they made the deals and then you know LeBron heard about them and they said he was excited but I'm I'm not quite sure that I don't know LeBron had that much into this like, I don't I don't but yeah I mean I could see it being a possibility but I don't know I just don't believe that this one in particular um, was something that LeBron was you know in on from the get go uh, I don't know that's just that's just my take on it but I don't know I just think that. Um, I don't know. Obviously, LeBron has done a lot of things for Cleveland. He's obviously talked a lot of game. He's he's done a lot of great things. But I just I don't think I, I believe it. I believe it in previous years, but this year I I, I don't know if I uh, would believe that one as much just because of the stuff I've read. But I don't know. Let's ask Nick Wright. He might know. Right. He's probably texting LeBron right now. I'll tell you what. The
2: best part of the trade deadline was the Cavs trading Wade back
1: to Miami. Yeah, that was like uh, it was supposed to happen. Like, yeah, D Wade's supposed to be in Miami. He's supposed to be in Miami. It just it looks honestly the first game back. It just looked right. right. It looked like it was supposed to be that way. Uh, He loves it there. The fans love it. Yeah, I mean, it was just. I don't know, I think D-Wade kind of saw through it as well. And, I mean, I think it was, like LeBron said, it was kind of mutual. I mean, it was like, you know what, you, we, we wanted to do this. It didn't work. You know, we did it for three years in Miami, it worked out. So, I mean, you know, go back to Miami, have your, you know, hurrah for however many years. He's probably going to stay there. But, I don't know, he loves him. Happy for D-Wade. Yep. He's probably one of those players that you just can't hate on. Yep. I don't know if I would know one person that does not like Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I don't. But and they're still they're still a playoff contention team.
2: Yeah, they're the eight seed right now. They're losing to the Sixers by four with 13 seconds left, so that isn't going to help. They were as high as the four seed, and they were a half game back of the Cavs. And they played the Cavs, what is it like a week or two ago? And the Cavs beat them. And ever since then, they've been losing a lot.
1: Yeah, that that was out of, out of all the trades, I think that one was the one that you just kind of like smiled at. Oh yeah, that but, made me very happy. Oh yeah. Good, good job, D Wade. Just keep keep making it happy.
2: And it's funny that the next night he was suiting up and playing for. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: You know he wasn't gonna miss that game. I mean, yeah. He, he was itching to get back into a, a Miami Heat uh, uniform for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, new look Cavs. I mean, they look good. Uh, I think that um, this Cavs team is definitely. I think, in my opinion, set up to be a uh, in the finals again. Which I'm, did you guys listen to Stephen A. Smith the other day? You know, I have on first take. is like, uh, I know you're not a big, I know we're not big Stephen A. Smith fans, but
2: yeah, but I still watch it. <laughs> but yeah,
1: exactly, same here. He uh, he, it was like one of his like lasting points. I don't know, I forget what he calls them. but uh, he goes, he he was like almost tired of seeing like the the narrative. I mean, I'm sure we all the narrative of the Cavs and the Warriors. He's like, you know what? I am not at all going to be pissed if I see the Rockets playing the Cavs, the Rockets playing the Celtics. He's like, I'm tired of this narrative of, oh, it's the Warriors and the Cavs every year in the finals, which, I mean, I kind of agreed on him. But, uh, but I mean, that's just the reality of how the games went the last year. I mean, you can't yeah. really, I mean, what are you going to do? But now, because now guys are trying to get big threes on this team, that team, and a team that it hasn't really worked out for is the Thunder.
0: Right. You, you want to you see the best teams.
1: Exactly, and, and exactly Tom. That, that's what I'm thinking. Don't you want to see the teams that are you know gonna play at a high level against each other and it's that's a rivalry up to this point it has been. Don't you want to see the two best teams play in the finals every year? And so what if it's the Cavs and and Warriors? I mean, this year, I mean, who knows who's gonna be from the West? Who knows it's gonna be from the East though. So it's not to me. It's not as at least there's history there between the two teams. Exactly. It kind of gives it a narrative, unlike
2: making ones up for like if the Celtics and Warriors like. Well, they're playing each other in the finals, so they probably don't like each other. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like we know that the Cavs and Warriors probably have some bad feelings towards one another.
1: I mean, who uh, who, who likes their who just... likes their opponent when you're playing for an NBA championship? Right. Who who likes their opponent in that? I mean, it just it's
0: crazy to me. Go ahead, Tom. Sorry. I would rather see like a rivalry with some bad blood than like different people. Right. Not...
2: Yep. Like, that's like saying I'm getting tired of watching Larry Bird and the Celtics go up <laughs> against Magic and the Lakers. We've seen it three years in a row.
0: I, I apologize, but this just this made me so upset. Robert Parrish, we played with Larry Bird on the Celtics, came out and said that Paul Pierce was the best offensive player in Celtics history. Yeah,
2: I saw that.
0: Like, I never saw Paul Pierce play an entire game on Sunday. Like, the disrespect.
1: Yeah. I mean... And go back to your Paul Pierce thing. I'm not a huge Paul, a Paul Pierce fan. I don't know if you guys are. But to see the Cavs absolutely dismantle the Celtics on Paul Pierce's night when IT was supposed to be there getting his tribute video, and that was a whole another issue, and then he doesn't get there, Paul Pierce is there with his buddies, and then Ray Allen puts a picture on Instagram. But he's golfing with uh, the guy from the Nickelodeon show, uh, the uh, George Lopez. Oh, George Lopez, yeah. He yeah. tweet he Instagrammed a, a a picture of him playing golf, and KG <laughs> and Rajon Rondo and Paul Pierce are all there. Um, Doc, d- yeah, Doc Doctor Rivers was is... there, and it's just it was honestly fitting because I'm I'm not a huge Paul Pierce guy. I like him. Never have been. I and have... I read something funny where it would it would have been hilarious to see when LeBron uh, knocked knees with uh, whoever the the white guy is from the Celtics not who who the hell that was, it was. It
2: Aaron, B- Aaron Baines. Yeah, is that who it was?
1: Oh. if LeBron were to go back in the locker room come out on a wheelchair and then knock down like six threes and just yeah. tear it up but I mean that, that that probably would have been a little too excessive uh, I don't think LeBron James would have had that in him maybe Isaiah Thomas oh. would if he was there
0: that would be ballsy I don't too. think so at all I mean that would have be been very Pierce ass being dramatic
1: <laughs> but um but yeah I mean NBA has kind of been pretty interesting the last couple of weeks with the uh, trades and stuff. The trade deadline was probably the most hyped thing I've seen in a while. Um, it was kind of like a, one of those just bam moments, and it, it was all different. But nonetheless, um, Detroit won tonight. Um, again? Yeah, again. They're still in the ninth slot right now behind the
2: Heat. So, I mean, the Heat are down by two with four seconds left. That'll help
1: those lessons
0: I, 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 I guess a very risky move.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah, I I I'd agree it was very risky as well because of all the all the young talent that the the Pistons gave up, but I don't know
0: it, how much money invested two players.
1: Yeah. Two bigs.
0: Especially going smaller.
2: Yeah. I'd agree. It wasn't wasn't very The only positive I see is there's no way the Pistons get a meeting with a free agent with of that caliber. So they got him in a way the only the only way that they could get someone that good is through a trade or the draft. And at least they got him locked up for the next 4 years.
1: Yeah. Which I mean, you get you get a guy like Blake Griffin, he's going there, he's playing his game, which what he what's what he wants to do. Him and Drummond are playing their games. And then the rest <laughs> rest of the young Pistons are taking care of business, so you know.
2: When Reggie Jackson comes back, that'll help a lot too.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Not a big Reggie Jackson guy, but he's better than what they got. At point guard right now, Ish Smith.
0: Yeah. I mean does that elevate them any more than you know, fourth best in the central?
2: Uh I mean it could. I think they could contend with the Bucks and Pacers. If Reggie's there.
1: But yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I never say that. Um, I'm, I'm I'm just
1: reading stuff right now, but well, the Jazz
2: have won ten straight. They're like a game and a half back of the eight spot now. Donovan Mitchell's dude. I think he's rookie of the year. Yeah,
1: he's he's got a, he's definitely up there in my opinion. Um, I don't know you. Are him you, and
2: Simmons are neck and neck, <laughs> man.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think
0: I, I, I watched Ben Simmons play like live, and I was not impressed
1: with him at all. The thing about Ben Simmons is we got to realize is. You imagine the amount of the player he could be if the guy had a jump shot. Right. I mean he would be scary in this league right
0: now. But he's been in the league two years already. Like if, if you haven't got it yet, I mean
2: like, I mean he's been yeah. hurt for one year. Yeah, it's technically a year. Not even a full year yet.
0: I mean I mean what I mean, yeah, it was his foot but I mean like my goodness, man. Like if you still don't have it yet, I mean like like you eventually gotta wonder, I mean we're sitting there
1: talking about Markel Fultz right now. Like, I was just
0: man, about to sh- bring that
1: one up. <laughs> what? I was just about to bring that one up. Did you see that video, Tom, of him yeah. working out?
0: Yeah, like, I saw that. But, like, and, like, you have, like, all these draft experts and, like, these NBA guys are like, I don't know if this shot's
1: fixable. It's like, that's dude's younger than Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's, it's definitely Ben Simmons would be a uh, probably rookie of the year if the kid could just shoot the ball. But, I mean, I don't know if I remember him at, you know, LSU shooting the ball that well. Yeah. I mean, he was always known for that, you know, prolific, you know, highlight dunk reel kind of inside the paint guy. But, I mean, I guess I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not really shocked that the kid can't shoot because i really don't never really known him to be a great shooter. But if he had a jump shot, he'd be probably rookie of the year and, you know, a Probably would have been a pretty hot commodity at the at the traded line if that were it ever to happen, but I don't know. Just a lot of looming questions right now with a lot of rookies. But I think Parker's correct. Donovan Mitchell right now is playing at an obscene level for the Jazz, and he's in the and he's in the uh, and he's competing in the All Star weekend. isn't
2: he yep yep he's in the dunk contest. Yeah, right. And the Rising Stars game. What do you guys like in the dunk contest? I kind of like to see Oladipo win it.
1: I'm going. I'm going with uh, with my boy now, Larry Nance Jr., the uh, the new the new look Cav guy. His dad won. Uh, his dad was a Cavalier. The boy can get up. He can jump it. Uh, I don't know.
0: I today, Old Depot threw down sick three sixty. I don't know if you guys that. Yeah,
1: I, I definitely I agree with. Uh, I I think <laughs> I think Old Depot probably will win it, uh, just because I think his his range of uh, ability of you know doing stuff like that, like you said, Tom, is probably better than. A lot of those guys, but I don't know. I think it's gonna be it's probably gonna be going to watch. Yep. Yeah. I don't I even know if he's on three point contest. The in that contest.
0: Wants to see him get the flu to where he just spends that entire week resting.
1: Yeah. Very true. But I mean, are you guys at all any excited for this All Star game though? Yeah,
2: because LeBron just promised us that it was gonna be competitive. So, hoping that it is. I mean, either LeBron way. LeBron keeps
1: his promises.
2: Either way, I'll watch. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. Me too, obviously. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to uh, be I'm anywhere not- a bit shocked if it's 175 to 170. Right. Go ahead, Tom. Did you have something to say? Go ahead. Sorry. But
0: yeah, I was going to watch because I don't have work on Monday,
1: so. Yeah, me either. Uh, President's Day, so let's get it for your educators out there. No school. But um, but yeah, All Star Weekend's uh, uh approaching us here. Uh, I think. Tonight, I think, and tomorrow, obviously, the last slate of games for some yeah. teams.
2: Do you guys want to do uh, predictions after the All Star break for the rest of the season? Yeah, that's, we could do that. Playoffs after, yeah, and everything. We can do
1: that after the break for sure, because uh, we need a break to to, to digest the uh, top eight. Yeah. Um, I did. Uh, I did start an NBA 2K league with these Phoenix Suns, and they won the championship. Shh. So, if they can make a second half spurt, uh, maybe they'll. You know, sneak in, but they got to yeah. start playing some basketball. They
2: need you to coach them, man. I
1: mean, maybe they Obviously. need a new roster. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Maybe they need to let their players coach. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you, can't, you, you can't tell me they're, that their uh, head coach is fired after the, they should have been fired at the, after the all-star. I mean, they, they be.
2: fired their coach that they started out with after, like, two games this year. Like, like you look at that roster, you can't be
0: expecting much more than what you've got. Right. You have a one man, like, you have one guy on that team where it's like, hey, go get me a bucket on a consistent basis. His name's Devin Booker. Outside of that, I wouldn't trust any one of those guys to go get me a bucket.
1: Right. I mean, let's look at. Maybe I mean TJ Justin wore. Jackson I mean is that is that going to be a bust <laughs> Josh or Josh that, Jackson That's how bust of Josh, a bust he is Yeah I don't though. even know his first name that's how, I don't even care I knew going into the
2: draft that he was going to be a bust and everyone gave me crap especially my friend from back home who likes Kansas like dude he has no jumper yeah. he's just athletic right. and he's playing in Phoenix
1: which with nobody around him uh. besides Devin Booker if you want to I mean that's the only guy um Tyler Ulis isn't a scorer. I mean, he's a he's a, a he's a passer, and there's no one he's to pass. IT, the he's less talented. Yeah, IT. He's no. There's I don't, I don't nowhere to know. pass to if you don't have any shooters besides Devin Booker, who's not playing 40 minutes a game.
0: Sorry, BBN, but Tyler Ulis is a role player.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Role players in the NBA on a Phoenix Suns team does not get you anywhere. The G League, yeah, the G League maybe, but um. But uh, actually, another basketball thing. Um, Lavar Ball said in three years, I think it was three years, if if Lonzo isn't playing with his two younger brothers, he's out. He's out of L.A.
2: Oh, I hope that happens. <laughs> That'd be awesome.
1: He, I, I mean, I, I was reading what he what he uh, posted on Twitter the other day, and at first I was just struggling to translate the words he was writing on the paper, but huh. other than that, I'm like, this guy is a nut job. When does uh, Lonzo just say, Dad, shut up? Right. Like, I'm playing you know, in L.A., this is what I wanted, this is what you wanted, it's happened. Just be quiet. It'll never happen. He, and, it, then, and, then he, then, and then he went on to say, he's like, if you don't get my boys playing together, then you will not win a championship, this and that. My boys are championship-caliber uh, players. All this other BS that we haven't even seen yet. I'm just like, where does this guy get his information from?
0: Well, first off, I think mean, I said like Lonzo's good, but Lonzo's not good enough to have all this distraction around him. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, what I can see happening is Magic just calling his bluff and just shipping him. Do it. He, it. he can go out maybe get Paul to come in with you know Paul George, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know he's got he's got a better problem on his hands than what. Um. um than what he has right now. I mean, here's my thing. Uh, Leangelo or whatever, like, he sucks. Like, let's just be frank about it. He's not very good. Right. I mean, granted, people, like, they sit there and they're like, oh, well, he scored all this, you know, in, in this league uh, over in Lithuania. Awesome. Congratulations. He wasn't even projected to get off the bench at UCLA. That tells you something.
1: Right. I don't think the the hype on him is very uh very small. I guess yeah, yeah, I wanna say it's probably not that hard to make three pointers in Lithuanian basketball when there's no one guarding you. Or I mean, I mean, at least at least attempting the NBA, to guard you. And
0: then BBB's recruiting tool is their their official Twitter. Awesome. You know, like, I don't think an NBA scout's gonna go to a middle school gym to watch his boys
1: play Like those those gyms are middle school gyms. Right. But yeah, I would agree. I mean, <laughs> go ahead, Tom. Did you, some, did you have something to say, or are you you were good? No, I'm, I'm done. Now. I, I, uh, uh, All right, yeah, that's that's enough BBB BB talk for the night.
2: <laughs> how about uh, how about Jabari coming back, Tom? I love Jabari, man. Like last year, he was averaging over
0: 20 points a game. I mean, I I just want to see that dude succeed, man. Like you never hear about him, like getting in trouble with the law or anything it's like I just wanted to catch a
1: break Tom like, I, I thought you might be a Cavs fan now because the whole the whole Rodney Hood thing man man I, I low key wanted him to come to the Pacers because he <laughs> really knew he was shooting but I like I just want
0: Rodney to be successful man like Utah Utah was tough for him because like they just wanted him to come off the bench and shoot and, like the dude's a playmaker
2: yeah yeah, he can do more than just that
0: but, I mean I, I feel like to him playing there, especially if LeBron does leave after next year, will open up some things because he he is better in a smaller market. I don't think he would really succeed in like
1: an LA type deal. Uh, I would definitely agree there. Um, but I want to move on to some college basketball before we, before we wrap this thing up and in a little bit. Couple uh, upsets tonight. Yeah, a couple upsets tonight. Last night was to a great game. Uh, I guess you want to call it a great game if you want, but uh, Baylor and Texas went a double overtime. Uh, They're talking about uh, that game could have a lot of implications on who's in, who's out, uh, for uh, the Big Twelve and seeding per- uh, purposes. Uh, the what was it? The B? Uh, what they call the BPI? Yeah, yep, that's they it. They had like if Texas would have won, they would have been like eighty percent in. They lost. It's still like a fifty-fifty, but. Uh Baylor went up because they beat Texas last night. And they beat Kansas yeah. like a and week ago, wasn't so they've they went up. I think this time of the year for uh NCAA, yeah, it's, it's actually been a pretty good year so far, I think, in terms of a lot of teams but it's been up and down. It's kind of interesting to watch. But uh getting closer to March, I mean these games are meaning a lot a hell of a lot more than they did uh three, three or five weeks ago. Um uh, but the the big question I have is Thomas for you, I think you already know it's coming. Uh what's going on over there in Durham?
0: Well, they just shellacked Virginia Tech tonight by 22. So
1: I did not see that, but that's a good start. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: Parker's actually got his Duke jersey on, and I yeah. didn't even know they were playing.
0: They're gonna be just fine. Like from watching that, I mean, they got beat by they got beat by Virginia because Virginia was tougher, and they got beat by UNC because UNC was tougher at home. I like I was texting with my boy Alex for the entire game. And it was like clearly obvious who was the better team all the way around. That Duke team just lost because they didn't have heart. Yeah. Like that's all it was and that I feel like I feel like now they're starting to get to where it's like, hey, we can't just rely on our talent to win everything. Right. Like that's kinda of the difference between college basketball and like, you know, November and December compared to January through March and April is that it's not always the team that's, like, the best on paper that wins a national championship. It's the team that has more heart down the, down the stretch. You gets more loose balls. Yeah, that's I would why
1: agree. Uh, that's... that's
0: these are so important because they fight for every single play compared to these guys that are like, well, if I lose this, I'm going to go sign a fat paycheck. And, you know, get a positive
1: run. Right. And I think, Tom, uh, going back with the, the... Playing with some heart and some, you know, passion winning those 50-50 balls, I... I Duke didn't do that two weeks ago when they played St. John's.
0: No, they didn't do it when they played St. John's. They didn't do it when they played Virginia. I mean, like, like this team, like they're they're still trying to figure it out. I mean, I, I feel like um, I feel like that's kind of just that thing that people are like, oh, like crap, like they're still trying to figure it out a little bit, you know? Because just from watching, I mean, know Villanova, Villanova, they weren't getting the loose balls, right? You know they weren't getting the loose balls. Uh, Kentucky, they're they're struggling with that. They're not getting the loose balls at all. Like Coach Cal wants to sub in the entire team. Oklahoma, they're struggling now. I mean, Michigan State, like they they still somewhat struggle with that too. I don't think Michigan State's the best. Like I sit here and I watch all these college basketball analysts and say Michigan State's the best team. Well, I don't really think they're the best team. They. They got shellacked when they went on the road and actually played a, a road game. They got beat at home to Michigan, and they beat Purdue at home. Like, they haven't really, if you look at it, they haven't really beat anybody on the road yet.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I think going back to the Duke, uh, the whole Duke thing is, you know, I think it, in terms of you saying figure it out, I think, I think, it, I think the uh, Duke and Coach K have done a great job over the years of, you know, getting to a point where they figure it out because... I think it's hard to go into a season when you know you're going to lose three or so guys to the draft potentially right away. So figuring it out as early as you can before these guys, you know, get out of here, is important. I think Coach K, you know, has done a good job of that in the past, and now he's starting to figure it out now. And uh, I don't know. I just think I think that's been something that you know Duke's kind of been okay. Well, we got these, you know, these these phenomenal recruits, you know, and getting them to buy into a system right away. And you know, get getting out of their head is, okay, yeah, you're gonna leave here in a year, but you know, right now and in, in the now moment you're gonna you, you have you have to play the game the right way because you're just not gonna you're not gonna win late in you're not gonna win late in February and into March if you don't. Well
0: well I'm just gonna say this too. I mean you would rather have a team playing bad now Right than oh yeah about two and a half weeks.
1: Oh yeah, which is which is why as a Buckeye fan I'm nervous. Because the Bucs have played so well over the course of the month and I'm, I'm waiting for them to hit that dead spot, and they haven't hit it quite yet. Uh, uh, one,
0: how much of it, too, has just Ohio State been taken seriously? Right. Which, I mean, I, I love what Ohio State's doing. Chris Holman's a great coach. And I, I just think eventually they're going to hit that, you know, I mean, it eventually comes down to it to where they're going to go up against a team to where that team might just be better. I mean, the NCAA tournament we love and everything – but it is the absolute worst way to decide a champion,
1: right? And I think if going back to the Buckeye thing is, uh, yeah, you look at getting into March. That's a great. That's a great thing at all. And the Buckeyes are looking, you know, pretty good for that. Getting getting a pretty good seed. Uh, but some of those guys on that Buckeye team, I mean, this this isn't a Buckeye team that's been to the been in been playing in March the last couple of years. So that that I guess is what kind of scares me. And I think oh, and I think that's oh, what's good if them getting in this year. Those young guys like Musa um, Jallo uh, Caleb Wesson Andre Wesson all, all those young guys that are playing right now are getting a, are, are gonna get a good taste of it and I, I think it's good for them and I'm happy for guys like you know diop and Tate and all those guys that have stuck around the program and righted their stride out for four years you know it hasn't been great um, but I'm just curious to see how they do in in March in a uh, in a tough a tough seat of, uh, what, 64 teams?
0: Yeah, well, what's the about Ohio 68. State, you think about it, coming down the stretch if Ohio State loses, you know, two of their next, you know, two of their next, you know, Big Ten championship games to close, and then they, you know, lose, you know, without really making it to the semifinals. The Big Ten is not strong enough to really help them. Right. Like they, Purdue or Michigan State, if they don't really be any of those teams, they don't really... Like, they're not gaining anything from beating Northwestern, like which would have happened last year. Right. Yeah, Minnesota's trash, you know. Nebraska's actually having a really good year. They just got to 20 wins last time. So, like, with them, they have to make sure that they're making the most of their opportunities because all of a sudden, you lose two, you know, two out of of three in the Big Ten, all of a sudden, like, you can see a huge seed drop if you're not losing to Michigan State, Purdue, those holes. Exactly,
1: and I think I think in the Big Ten right now, I think Ohio State is the be- is 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 the best defensive team in the Big Ten. I mean, you you look you look at the I mean, what they held, held Purdue to you know sixty points. I mean, they 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 really just this year I think for this team they've really taken it seriously on the, the defensive side because they had to. I mean, this team, yeah, Kiata Bates Diab is going to score a lot of their points, and he has Caleb Wesson's is probably the the next probably top score underneath, because they haven't had that inside presence since they had Jared Selinger, and I'd even date back to, you know, Greg Oden. I mean, they really haven't had that inside presence that they've, they've needed the last, you know, three years, and the kid's only a freshman. And on the defensive side, if they can keep that kid out of foul trouble late in games because, what, he had four fouls against that Haas kid uh, over in uh, Purdue, uh, which to me, I don't even think that Haas kid's that good. Tom, what do you think?
0: I'm sitting there looking at him like I would not trade a single post player that like like that Duke has for, for Isaac Haas. The yeah. dude is the dude's a giant. Yeah. Give me Marvin Bagley or, you know, Wendell Carter any day of the week, you know. Give me Jaron Jackson any day of the week over Isaac Hawes. Because Isaac Haas is gonna give you one thing. Back to the basket. And he, that dude misses so many layups, he gets the rebounds, but He's just bigger than everyone else.
1: Right. He's not better than anyone else. Exactly. He's
0: just bigger. Exactly. I mean, like, that's why I, I'm watching the Auburn-UK game right now. I love watching Auburn because Auburn does not have a single person on the court that's better than UK. They're just scrappier. Right. Like, that's all it is. And, like, that's why college sports is better. was like, me college college basketball is better than the NBA because you don't really see scrappy NBA teams.
1: Oh, no. Like, We're lucky to see that.
0: Like, I think the Thunder are kind of scrappy. Park, That's why I hate them.
1: Parker, Park, you got anything to say about the NCAA? About it being scrappy? I mean, anything. Um, I mean, you got your Duke jersey on, so you must have Providence
2: and Clemson just got upset by Florida State and Prov- Providence. Villanova got upset by Providence. Yeah, yeah. That's their second <laughs> loss in the last week.
0: Now, no, here's the question to ask you: Which is a worse loss, Duke losing to St. John's in New York, or St. John's beating Villanova at Villanova?
2: Probably the second one. Yeah. And there's a lot of bias
1: in my opinion there. I mean, a lot of times I think I think <laughs> I, I think a home loss yeah, looks a home worse loss than a
2: crappy team. <laughs> yeah. Than a road loss to a crappy team.
0: If you are losing on your
2: home floor, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Their, their points per possession, like that's the way that you can really measure a good basketball team is their points per possession. Like their last like six games heading into Villanova and Duke, they were scoring like 1.16 points per per possession, which is really flipping good. Yeah. you think about how many possessions do you really have in a college basketball game?
2: Well, I don't even know.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm going to say probably a lot, right? The average mm-hmm. shot clock way is 15. Like the average possession is 15 seconds. I mean, that's getting a lot of shots up. Yeah. You know, they had one dude who in two games went off for a combined 77 points. Yeah,
1: it was it was that lefty, wasn't it, Tom?
0: Yeah, Tamari Pond.
1: He did not miss a shot against Duke. I don't think.
0: You no, know, like, and he didn't miss one in I'm like, that's what drives me nuts. that like, you'll have all these like, well, if you can even beat St. John. It's like, basketball's different than football, man. Like, basketball. There's, there's nights where, you know, I can go out there and put up 30 because I can't miss. Right. You know what? Like, that's the difference with basketball.
1: And that's – go ahead, Tom. Sorry.
0: Like, people are just like – you know, like, it's like Oklahoma now. Everyone's like, well, is Trey Young. You know, are we putting too much pressure on Trey Young? Well, one, yeah. But two, like, the dude's just going cold. Like, you can't just pull up from, you know, 27 feet all the time have it be money. Like, look at Steph Curry. Steph Curry struggles at times. Right.
1: And I think that's that, that's, like you said, that's the beauty of March because you just don't know what teams are gonna shoot hot on a given night. Right. It just you just never know. And I mean that's yeah. that's, that's how watch, college
0: basketball is much like in March is must watch TV. Exactly, I would
1: agree. And we're getting a taste of it now with all the upsets, and you, you just never know, because uh, a lot of a lot of the times during this this period. A lot of these teams are playing to get into the tournament, uh, depending on their record and what what's going on in their conference, uh, which which is why it makes this time in, in the NCA so special, and so great. Because then you got you know conference tournament uh, going on, guys, teams trying to win as many games in their conference tournament to try to sneak in as a low seed. But um, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be a good one. It's, yeah. it's gonna be good. No, there's a ton of parity
2: this year in yep. college basketball. Oh, yeah. There's, well, usi- there's usually like two. I mean Auburn. teams what or one hell? team that yeah. I mean, well that's all Bruce Pearl man. The biggest one. Give doesn't... him some credit. <laughs> Bruce is an awesome coach.
0: Well, real quick, because i watching the Duke game today, they had the crossover with Hubie Brown and Jay Billis, and they were doing the game, and Jay Billis had a really good point. He's like, we need to start embracing the best players in the country more in college basketball, and not, and not saying like you know the one-and-done's ruining the game. Like, you know, Kentucky and Duke having all this, like... Granted, there's times where I hate the one-and-done, especially when they can't figure out how to play man-to-man defense. But, like, when I look at it, it's like, we gotta start doing what's better for the kid. Like, it's it's better for the kid right now, having him go to school one year, and if he leaves, his scholarship's still guaranteed for four years of school, compared to us just sending him to the NBA. And if he blows his knee out, he has nothing to fall back on. Right, And... Jay Bills was saying he's like Mm -hmm. Jay Bills was saying he's like we should want the best college basketball players in the game because they make it exciting like Mm -hmm. I just sit there and I look at like Andrew Wiggins Carl Anthony Towns um, you know Jabari Parker um, trying to think of some other ones Devin Booker like all those guys coming in like they provided so much excitement for college basketball you know like Marvin Bagley right now when he's gone for you know 30 and 25 in games like That's excitement in college basketball that I don't think we would see with just, like, these four-year players. We'd see a lot of, like, 16s and 9s, but we wouldn't see that almost, like, that NBA dude. You know, like, these guys are, like, the LeBrons of college basketball, which I think makes it better than if we just had a bunch of, like, three- to four-year players.
2: Are you talking about, like, the stat lines that the young guys that leave after a year, like, put up every night? Yeah. It's, like, similar to the NBA ones?
0: Yeah. Like, 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 I'm saying, like you look at guys like you take the top ten picks like DeAndre Ayton, Bagley, Carter, uh, Trey Young, all them, and if we didn't have them come to come to college for a year, where they would just go to the NBA, oh, imagine yeah. what that line would be like on those prospective teams.
2: Yeah, like, it would be pretty boring. To talk about
0: kids from Oklahoma that, you know, it's like the, Like Trey Young makes those kids on Oklahoma better. Yep.
1: Oh yeah, I would agree, but I mean the thing is, like you said there, Tom is like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would agree. These these guys, like yeah, you said Trey Young, Bagley, they, they they make, they make that roster what it is, and and I think I think I honestly I think with Oklahoma, I don't think the guys around Trey Young are very good.
2: No, there's like one guy who can shoot. It's that uh,
1: white kid. What's his last name? Starts with an M. Man- I don't know, but Manic, I think. So- which is why when Oklahoma, when Trey Young's not on, Oklahoma's, they're not going to win yeah, very many true. games.
0: Yeah, but... Which puts so fun.
1: much pressure on Trey Young as a player.
0: Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if we, if the one done got rid of, what would happen is you'd see nobody recruit, the, Ex- the recruit one through 18. Right. And then all of a sudden you still have guys like Duke, Kentucky, you know, Kansas, all those schools. They would just pick 18 through 50, you know. And then we would just have you know these teams just stocking up on the best talent for three to four years and just make the game worse. Like the great equalizer is all of a sudden you have a guy with superior talent versus a guy who's put in three years of hard work and knows how to fight over a ball screen. If you, how, how to box out. If you start just superior athletically.
1: If you start paying college athletes, athletes would you see them stay longer? I don't think so. You don't think so?
0: Like, I mean, how much are you gonna pay him? I, mean,
1: I know I know what I'm saying, but if they're get, if they're getting something. Something's I, better I, than I, nothing I, for some of these athletes. Right.
0: Coach K has said it so many times, like the window for a for a basketball player to make the most amount of money starts when he's nineteen years old. Yeah. When you think about it, if you enter the league at twenty three, your rookie contract's the same as if you enter the league at nineteen. Mhm. And then then all of a sudden, you're hitting your second contract at 27, instead of 23, and your third contract at 31, instead of
1: 27.
0: Mm-hmm. So I mean, unless these unless these institutions are going to be forking over millions of dollars, I would rather just leave it the same. You know, the the kids that are staying four years they are getting money paid into them by getting their education, compared to them just getting forty thousand dollars.
1: Yep, sounds good. College this
0: sports designed
1: to be a
2: yeah. um, I got one lasting thing for college basketball
1: Alright well Parker you got uh Tom if it's with you we're going to wrap this shebang up um, it's, I just want to make one
0: comment about the Cubs that
1: was it Alright that's okay Uh, go ahead right now Uh, actually hold on for a second Parker wants to make one last comment on the, uh, college basketball Go ahead, Parker. Um, I just wanted to ask
2: you guys now that we've been seeing Oklahoma slip over the last couple weeks, quite a bit actually to the point where now they lost to Texas Tech, was it last night? Mm -hmm. They're ranked 23rd, so they're probably going to fall out of the top 25 now I believe. Do you guys think that they are in danger with an early exit in the Big 12 tournament of not making the NCAA tournament?
1: I think they'll still get in. They'll be a real low seed.
2: I
0: mean, I I mean, the Texas Tech loss wasn't a bad loss. I mean, Texas Tech's first place in the Big Twelve, they might still stay in because it's fact like they got blown out.
1: Right, and, uh, and with a lot of their games, Tom, they really haven't got blown out in a lot of their games. No, I
0: mean, I think I didn't think they're fine because they play in such a good conference. Yeah. Now, if they if they go zero for from here on out, then yeah, I think it's they might be in trouble. But if they if they win three out of their six to finish, or yeah, I think even two out of their six to finish, they'll be fine. Yeah, I would agree so, there as well. If you can Trey Young, like they'll advocate a little bit, like, "Hey, let's get this guy in here." I would agree. And Trey in the first four. Like that's a that's a dream come true.
1: Right. Um, yeah, but I would I wouldn't pick Oklahoma to go to your final four if that's what you're asking. Oh no, no way. <laughs> Unless Trey Young's averaging, uh, it'd he's be, going for fifty every night.
2: Right. It'd be fun to see if he could get him out of that first weekend, though.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, that's uh, that's all the college basketball. If, uh, if if you're good, Tom, you can you can go to your Cubbies if you'd like.
0: Yeah, I, I was just gonna make the comment. I mean, what a great deal by the Cubs getting Yu Darvish for twenty one million a year. I I,
1: mean, I don't know, Tom. I'm not I'm not I'm not as high on the guy, I guess, as, as you might think so. But I, I just
0: I mean, I I, I, tweet, I retweeted something where it had the same. It had Yu Darvish when he had his one year Tommy John where they stacked him up against John Lester. Now, granted, he had 200 innings less pitch, which would be one season, but Darvish had a better ERA. When The win-loss was pretty similar compared to what a normal season went up, and Darvish was only eight months older, and this contract was done three years ago, and it's the same length, except John Lester got about $30 million more than what you, Darvish, did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, just I don't know I'm just, I guess I'm not into his career I'm not sold on you, Darvish as being you know that blockbuster guy that a team receives just because of the way he performed last season I don't know that, that that's just me.
0: Dollars, million. dollars million for pitching is a is a good deal because I think I mean like Jake Arrieta right now I mean like everything that I read the Cubs tried getting Jake Arrieta to come down Jake Arrieta's still up in like the 160 million range.
1: Yeah, which he I'm not surprised. Getting, he wasn't gonna get it. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not surprised he is. <laughs>
0: Like, that's where he'll be in Chicago as the number three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that
0: that's a good deal, especially considering, like, you know, like, when you, like next year, like, when we have a lot of these pitchers in free agency, I mean, you at the Cubs uh, uh, lineup right now or starting rotation. Lester, Quintana, Hendricks, uh, Darvish, and then they have Chat, Chapman, I think. And they have Chapman or Montgomery. I mean, like that—that's a pretty—that's a pretty, that's a pretty good rotation right there.
1: Mm-hmm. I would agree. Uh, Baseball is indeed getting back into the swing of things. Uh, it's always good, and the weather's starting to warm up a little bit. Snow's starting to melt. Get putting on the old cleats, going on East Bay, ordering that uh, hundred and twenty-dollar pair of cleats that you wanted since uh, the snow hit. Uh, but yeah, I, baseball's coming back and excited. Everyone's, you know, a bit excited for their teams. And maybe if your team hasn't made a lot of, you know. I've told you that. Yeah, I mean, if, you're, if, your, team, if your team like Tom made a great deal like that, you got to be excited. But if you're a Reds fan like me and you haven't done shit besides sign a uh, you know, couple young pitchers that have, you know, walked a million guys in their career, it's, you know, it's going to be a pretty <laughs> shitty season. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. They the, you never know, man. The with Red, baseball, you
2: never. Know. The Reds
1: still got Joey Votto. Nonetheless, he's gonna be the NL MVP. I yes, I said it on here on this podcast uh, for sure. NL MVP of the year, 2018. Salty. Um. Well, I, I think the Reds. I think the Reds understand that they just they, they want to open their competitive window in about three years. Right, and they're that,
0: that everybody did in the Central. The Central is gonna be one of the best divisions in baseball.
1: I mean, yeah. The that I I hundred percent agree with that, Tom. The, obviously, the only team that's going to suck is the Reds. I mean, the Brewers are going to be good, the Cards are going to be good, the Cubs are going to be good, and then the Reds are going to be on the outside looking and holding, you know...
2: Hands with the Pirates yeah, <laughs> at the bottom exactly. of the game. Exactly.
1: Then the Pirates are going to be going out to dinner talking about strategies for next year. But if that's all you got... What, Tom? Sorry. No, the
0: Reds-Pirates will make for a good rivalry game. Mm-hmm. He's going to get the better draft
1: pick. It, you're right. Very good. I, I'm interested to see how that Hunter Green works out. I know he's still in the, ma- in the minors, <laughs> but... I'm curious to see what the Reds do with him as a position player, because I know he's a he was a pitcher infielder. Um, at the looks of it now, the Reds could use it as uh, a shortstop or a pitcher. But I'd rather see a pitcher on the roster, and I'd rather see rather see them get rid of Homer Bailey because he sucks. He got paid way too much money years before for getting hurt. But that's another topic for another day. Uh, I swear to God, if he comes out and throws uh, and pitches in Great American Ballpark on Opening Day and gives up th- less than he gives gives up more than three bombs, I'll be pissed and won't watch the Reds the rest of the season. But that's history. Anyway, today is Wednesday, Valentine's Day. Uh, it was a it was good to get back with the boys in the studio. Um, probably, hopefully, hoping, hoping to join again on uh, Friday, maybe if we can, or uh, I don't know, Mo- Monday, Wednesday might be the best uh, date for us now. Uh, we're starting to switch schedules, but. Um, if you guys are uh, got anything off your chest, and you need to get uh, going. Say it now, or forever hold your peace. No, I'm good. You good, Parker? Yeah. Your Duke jersey looks great on you. Thank you, Tom. Any any lasting comments? I'm good. Tom is good. Everything is good and all and well in the studio here. Hope to see you guys next time. Stay tuned. Follow the, follow the Twitter handle. Uh, if you want to download the app on Anchor, it's free. You don't have to buy it. Follow us at Podcast on Anchor. The links will be uploaded after each episode on Twitter uh, and retweeted by myself and my co-host. Nonetheless, folks, stay tuned for episode 35. It's going to be up tonight and episode 36 in the future. Have a blessed Valentine's Day, everyone.